part of it is having not very much of a system, but like to, to what, I mean, what if it was like no small thing family night, you know, like tonight, you know, for this, for the next six weeks, choose a topic, make an outline, research together, <laughs> commit to sitting down and having a conversation. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing. This just happens to be the podcast that helps you live a less certain and more curious life. I am Scott. And I am Mace. Welcome to episode 109. Coming at you from the porch. (gasps) Yes, we're recording outside in the porch. It's later than usual, maybe. Now, Macy, in a second, Mace, will explain what this episode is. But I also want to acknowledge we're out on this porch and what you'll hear is some cars going by. It's it's a medium busy road. It's not a main road, but it's a thoroughfare of sorts. Yeah, there's a lot of houses on it. Yeah, like if we were in my front porch, you would never hear a car go by. It's true. But um, you'll hear some cars. But when I've listened back to things we've recorded on the porch, aside from that one time we interviewed Abby. And there was and a lawnmower. <laughs> that was distracting. But typically cars going by in the background is sort of a nice vibe. It's like ASMR soothing white noise. That's the hope. So hopefully you can enjoy that. We, we're doing that for you. But also we <laughs> wanted to be on the porch. Okay, y'all. You knew it when you clicked on this episode. This week we are talking about walking, mm-hmm. which is really no small thing. But there can is a we do it? bit of a story behind this topic for us tonight. Up until about... Two hours ago? Two hours ago, we didn't think... We, 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 we thought we were doing an interview episode and things changed. And so we were just like, what are we going to do? Our plans fell through. But you'll get that interview episode coming up down the press. We're going to... Okay, maybe this is a teaser. We can tease this. this, There is this rap group here in Seattle, and they're teens. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they are a really cool rap group that I saw at play The Crocodile. And we have all sorts of various connections to this group. Right. So like Scott's a youth pastor. I've done youth work. Do we, we do youth work together. Mm -hmm. And these are the teens, that a ton of our kids know, like they all go to this high school where we've done ministry with Mm -hmm. basically. So someday soon we're going to interview them probably in two weeks. Next week is an Enneagram episode, but sometime soon we're hopefully going to interview them. The American B-Boys. The American B-Boys. I'm really excited. Check them out. Yeah, I don't. I, it's an ambitious thing because we've never done. I mean, I think there's six or seven of them. Yeah, it's going to be our biggest interview. Yeah. But I feel like they're out here doing. They're out here doing it, making and producing music. Well, we'll we we should not talk about that. Well, but also, we're what I want to it. do, and and if they ever listen to this, maybe they're going to research us because we've been researching them. True. American B Boys, if you're listening, my hope is maybe I'll just post this in my stories and tag them for fun. <laughs> my hope is that we can make a deal with them where we pay them to make us some beats for that our podcast. Fun. We can tell them here's Good. our mood board here's the books, vibes. you know, this, 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 and we'll pay you like, and this could be our new theme music. I like that idea. Isn't that fun? That's a good idea. Yeah. And so, when they become famous someday, we'll have some, we have some we'll original like, oh, we B-boys got the music. B-boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You guys, so we didn't know what we were going to talk about. 
And yeah, this is okay. a true spontaneous, no so small spontaneous. thing. So spontaneous, a little bit inside. A test. I feel like, so we're going to explain right now in this intro how we got and chose walking. Yeah. Um, so Did we, you already announce it? You said yeah, walking? Yeah, I think yeah. I said it. I think, I think you said, I said, said I think I said walking. Um, so we found out, I don't know how much to explain. I was in a crazy mood slash in a little bit still. Like I pulled up in my car. Today I had, we were going to do a social distance interview. Yeah. So I bought two 25 feet XLR cords, which everybody, those are the cords you plug in to your box and they're mm-hmm. mic cords, essentially XLR cords. And then I also bought a giant extension cord, Fred Meyer. And I, I went to our friend Daniel's apartment and got our microphone that we had lent Daniel. I really did it today. I was all over the, so I showed up, oh, I showed up also with like four folding chairs in my back seat and all this equipment. And I was getting ready. So you can just picture this getting out of my car, parked outside Macy's house, and Macy's on the stairs with sort of a defeated look. <laughs> and that was the energy I was coming into. And it was like multi-layered. One is we're not doing the B-Boys interview, and then many other things apparently had happened to you today. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> many other things. Yeah, I was just in a – I just was just in a weird, weird mood and feeling down and feeling angsty. And then – so there was a part of me that was like, okay, well, we're not having an interview that's somewhat nice because it's like have to like channel the angst mm-hmm. and really almost like just push the angst off to be presentable and hosting. So it's like, oh, it's just going to be Scott and I. But then also it's like we have no plan. No and, plan. And I was just feeling angsty. No topic. We haven't researched. So we were like, what should we do? And I was like feeling, starting to feel chaotic, mm-hmm. honestly, like not really knowing what to do. And I was like, I think we should go on a walk. Mm -hmm. And so we went on a walk. (laughs) And it was on that walk where we were like, we obviously are going to come up with this topic. We're like, we have to figure this out. But we were walking. And Scott and I have, we'll get into this later. But since like, honestly, COVID, Scott and I have like created this habit of walking together. And we have like a very particular place we walk. And so it was like so familiar to be like, we'll just go on a walk. It'll be strange when we get to that section to think about how you even started. Don't do it now, but it'll be interesting because now I'm curious. I'm sure I put the first energy out. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say it. I won't say anything. (laughs) I'll stop it there. Um, And I I won't get too much into those, but like, honestly, I was, I was feeling like I was out of control with my emotions. Like Mm. I was like feeling like both like anxious and angsty and not knowing what to do and like knowing that Scott's disappointed and I'm feeling another way. And also just like probably this is Enneagram four vibes, just like in a head of self-loathing, like feeling really like down on myself. And uh, so I was like, let's go on a walk, knowing that a walk would help, knowing that like probably one of the only things that could help is walking. I was like that, that would be better than sitting right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. And I think that's what we should do. And we did, and then as we were walking and thinking, I was like, well, was it me or you? I One of you. us was, was just like, what if we did walking? Yeah. And I think it slowly became like, yeah, this is no small thing. Walking is so significant. Honestly, honestly, even as you're saying this right now, we should figure out a way to do an episode where we're walking <gasps> and talking. How would we do it? I mean, we could do it where it's like not good quality sound maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a way to figure that out. Cause I think that the conversation would be different 
if we were walking. Like, there's something that's happening there. I honestly think if you look at this Tascam box that we have, mm-hmm. I think these things on the back are external mics. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way to hold this and record without having real mics. But these are pretty high quality. I'm pretty sure. But wouldn't it have to be plugged in? I think it has a place for batteries, honestly. I don't think we've ever utilized that. Jeez. I think there's a place for batteries underneath. Jeez, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so that's kind of where we got to this. And now I'm like, as we were prepping, so normally we do like to be like, we've thought about these topics and we're coming at this conversation curiously, but we've been curious all week. And so we mm-hmm. both come and we have some ideas and... We both do have so much to say about walking, but, like, just so you know, this is truly, like, we just came up with this topic on the fly. Neither of us has been preparing to talk about walking. So it might be, I'll be curious to see how this conversation goes. Well, usually I have read a book or (laughs) something. Right. It's like, I don't have, I'm, like, sitting here and I was like, I bet something's happening with our brains when we're walking. And I'm like, if I had researched this episode, I would have read something probably that's, like, telling, explaining what happens when you're walking. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we don't really have it. And Scott, earlier when we were coming up with our outline, was starting to look for things. And I was like, okay, we need to think about our outline. And you're like, well, I'm I'm needing to research. No, I really got stuck. (laughs) I was like, no. No, I mean, there is something about just kind of flying blind and knowing that we have enough thoughts. I mean, I've got plenty of thoughts about walking. Plenty of thoughts. I know. And that's the thing. As we were walking, I was like, we could could talk about this and this and this. And it was like, oh, yeah. There's so much to say. There's so much to say. So that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're we're having a conversation about walking. Last week I had a conversation about chips. Do you think it's possible? It is. (laughs) It is possible. I honestly would love to think like this is if we had this type if we had these types of brains, or if we had different strengths in our strengths finders, or if we weren't doing repressed. (laughs) It's like coming up with a campaign. No small thing conversations at your home. Here's our little box oh, of cards. Oh, we Here's can make a game. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, I don't know of any. I mean, we I know. We could brand something that's like at a coffee table. Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. If, if, we, if either one of us had the wherewithal <laughs> to pursue it. <laughs> I know this idea will be said now and yeah. never done. If you're out there listening and you can we help do make need that a partner. happen for us, please let <laughs> yeah, us know. Yeah, call us. If that sounds interesting. And you want to no help us activate gmail.com because like I, 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 okay. We do know, of course, podcasts, right. They, they pick a topic and they deep dive it. That's not anything like novel, but like, I do think there's something unique about the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Cause I do think again, I know there's thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts. I don't know about. Yeah. Many people don't know about us. Most people don't know about <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but, I do think what we do is fairly unique, and I and and maybe if you try to, I'm, I don't want to say monetize it. I, I want to say like, uh, 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 package, package it, systematize it as much as you can. Like, yeah. part of it is having not very much of a system, but like, to to what I mean, what if it was like no small thing family night? You know, like tonight. You know, for this for the next six weeks. Choose a topic, make an outline, research together, <laughs> commit to sitting down and having a conversation. 
and no no topic is off limits. And and actually, the more outlandish, the better. <laughs> I think this is a fun Walking. idea. But it's also like, obviously, we like that. That's what we do for ourselves. Like, we've done that. But I, that's what we're evangelists about. Like, we're always like, guys, it's so fun. Like I know. It's true. I know. I, we, I really hope it's just like our conversation sparks your conversation. Mm-hmm. Again, like we said, was it the last episode where we could leave in blank moments for people to talk? But it's like, oh, also maybe just pause episode. the podcast and talk to whoever <laughs> you're with about walking, you know? I will say, honestly, like, I mean, maybe maybe someday we'll experiment with this idea of doing a few... Like what if we re- what if we what if we did in an evening recorded five parts to one episode and broke it up and released them like that all together, you know what I mean? No. That was it right there. That was it. <laughs> I found out that I'm. St- I mean, I know I'm stubborn, but I found out how stubborn I. Am. No. <laughs> Know that you don't, don't understand you or no to the five parts? No, that I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> okay. I thought you were saying no to the five parts. So, like, <laughs> so so we say tonight we're talking about walking. This is a five-part series. Part one will be... Oh, I see. It's solved by walking. Part two will be and our personal stories. It's solved by walking the whole time. Yeah, and then we end the episode by being... By saying, like, because this is what happened with my wife, Marissa, and me while we were coming back from a trip. We listened to, like, a four- or five-part series on scapegoating. Mm -hmm. And so by the end, the guy was like, what you should be thinking about now is this. Ask yourself these questions. Hmm. And we stopped it, and we're like, whoa. And it was rich. We were like, I actually thought of people I had scapegoated in my life and actually took those people out. And it was profound life conversations that had real results in my life because of this podcast. So it's like, yeah, like... If we if not doing not making this the normal thing, but experimenting with this idea of like one week we'll do a five part series where people can like break it up and then giving them questions at the end of each part, like pause the tape. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Now and then move on to the next episode or the next part. I'm not stubborn about that idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. That's but those the intro? facial expressions were funny. <laughs> I know. Yeah, now I'm going to be... Now Are you going to take a break? I want you to call me out. Uh, sure, we'll take a break. And when we come back, I'll give a quick outline for folks okay. who are interested. Um, so we're going to talk about what does walking mean to each of us. So Okay, so the next section is going to be it is solved by walking, mm-hmm. which is a phrase that I've known for a long time, and I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. it in my mm-hmm. soul. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. And then we have a Ruvenation where we'll be interviewing Ruven. It'll be less poetry... And more us interviewing Ruben and talking about what his experience has been like being an international student. Yeah. We're going to have to make sure it's that's important not because too it's something that's happening currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll wrap it up. And then we're going to wrap it up by talking about what the f- Scott and I have been going on these walks and mm-hmm. what these walks have meant for us. And I think just like the space of a walk. Kind well, of. we'll say for, for another taste. So you understand what you're getting into here. And if it sounds interesting and if you're like, that other stuff sounds not like nonsense. I want to get to the end. What we're going to talk about at the end is like essentially when COVID hit, uh, Macy pulled back on hours and then what What would you say? Was uh, furloughed. Was on furloughed. Furloughed, furloughed yeah. for about a month. Mm-hmm. And so like we basically went on a walk every afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all through April, which is making me so pissed right now. May. because it's May was when I had the full. Oh, that was in it. Okay. Yeah. Well, but in April, I was working from home, and I could go. I mean, I was a bit more freedom. All I want to say is I feel like we had better weather in May than we're having right now in July. Oh, we did. We had I think really we good did. weather. I think we did. No, it was the best ever. Yeah. Okay, so that's what it is, and we'll see you on the flippity-flop of this 
music. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Mace here with just a small ask for y'all. If you are enjoying this podcast or even just have thoughts about this podcast, please go on to iTunes.com and give us, is that where you look? And give us a rating and review wherever you're listening to your podcast. Like, subscribe write a review those are the things that really help people to find the podcast and it means a lot uh we haven't gotten a review in like a month and so it'll be really nice to get a review because it's been a little stale so we're just asking you if you really have enjoyed the podcast please it wouldn't take too long low-key pleading okay <laughs> We are back. We're back. Scott Grunholds, what does walking mean to you? Okay, so here's some quick thoughts. And and we're going to, this is a, I feel like a fairly new experiment with us the because it's forth. not popping off mm-hmm. and it's not journeys, but I feel like it's in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does it mean to me? Uh, so here's, here's a first thought that comes to my head is when I was growing up, I feel like walking was for suckers. Walking was for suckers? Yeah, like you you either rode your bike hmm. or drove, but you no, nobody was walking is like something bad has happened. Something something is wrong. Like you lost your bike or like Interesting. Yeah, you're not you're not walking. Like that's scandalous. You know, like That is so funny. I have yeah. a very different thought. I mean, my bike in my younger years was like tied to the hip. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like my I I take my bike anywhere. If it's not my next door neighbor's house, which my best friend lived right next door to me, um, if it's even three houses down, you're taking your bike. You're not walking. Your bike. So interesting because. Oh yeah, I'll come right. Let me get on my bike. I would walk to like yeah. my neighbor's house. I I definitely biked, but not as. Oh, a bike was everything. That's but, so funny. So then also like suckers, but also <laughs> I wouldn't have said it that way, but now I'm saying it like I had that sort of thought in the back of my yeah. head. My mom walked for exercise with her friends, her lady friends. Mm-hmm. So at a, as a young kid, I'd be like, my mom, oh. My mom walks for exercise with her friends. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a mom thing. Like, there's the moms walking. They're, like, swinging their arms really big, you know, and they're, like, <laughs> talking about mom things. And what do you do in your plants? And what cook? What, what are you cooking for your family? And they're wearing, days? like, athleisure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, you see them all over the neighborhood, and you're like, okay, that's walking. That looks cheesy. Um, and then I, I would just say this is a bit of a journey, but it's thoughts too. Like, I, I would say the next big walk thought I had involves Marissa, who's my mm-hmm. wife. And it's two pronged. One is I came to SPU and I didn't have a car. Hmm. Okay. So SPU is literally half a mile from where Macy and I are right now. And I'm on college campus. Did not have a car, so I'm landlocked and didn't really understand the city. I remember, like, it was, like, spring quarter, and somebody drove me across the Ballard Bridge in the evening, and I was like, what is this? I've been here all year, and I've never been across the Ballard Bridge. I was like, and I was like, where are we going? So this guy that was driving me was like, we're going into Ballard. That's crazy. And I was like, what? so close. I was just on campus. I really had no reason to leave ever. It's kind of like a little city. 
I remember moving up here and being really wanting to take the bus mm-hmm. places. I still to this day don't really take the bus. Yeah. So that's a mental block for me. So I'm at SPU and it's crazy for me to think now. I, I've lived on Queen Anne where SPU is for like 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And now I walk everywhere. Yeah. And the Ave, like Queen Anne Ave is so close to SPU. Yeah. But in my mind with my bike brain and my walking mind, I'm like. You weren't willing to go walk up to it. That that wouldn't even be an option. Nobody, I would never be like walk. I'm like, if it's more than a few blocks, you don't walk. That is so interesting. I know. That is so. I have such a different way of viewing it. Yeah. So then I remember like everybody. I got married my senior year of college. So I remember like when I was starting starting to fall for my wife Marissa. Like there was mild stalker vibes, and by that time I did have a car. And if I saw her on Queen Anne, I got really excited. But I remember seeing her on the other side of Queen Anne, like essentially like by where like Five Spot and Cafe Apache now okay. is and all those places. And I remember thinking, Marissa is so far from SPU. She walked all the way over here, <laughs> you know, and, and then I came to find out her apartment was right around that area. And I'm like, she walks from her apartment to SPU? This is so funny. I know. It's this so is weird. so funny. Walks? And then, so here's my final thought now, and then I can eventually, uh, there's a lot that goes into Did you my, go and stalk Marissa? Did you go and, like, well, what would you do? Would you, like, go and pull up nearby and, like, accidentally run into her? Or were you? I literally did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but uh, okay, fast forward my relationship with Marissa. We get married, go on our honeymoon, and we, we only dated for two months before we got engaged. And we got engaged, started dating in April of 2001 and we're married in December of 2009. It's wild times. So we don't really have much experience. I know. (laughs) I know. And it it didn't go very well at first, you know? So it's like, there was a lot of kinks tiring out and it's like, we go to Paris for a honeymoon and Marissa and I'm like, okay, we got to get all the way across town from like our hotel, which if anybody knows anything about Paris, I don't know what Aaron Deesman we're in, but we're near the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And we got to get across town to something like the Louvre. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing people don't correct me because it's a guess. The Louvre from around where the Eiffel Tower is, is probably like three or four miles. Yeah. A nice walk. That's utterly scandalous to me. <laughs> I'm like, where is the taxi? Like, I'm not driving. I'm not walking to the Louvre. Marissa's so like, it's beautiful. We're in Europe. We walk. Europeans walk. We walk. I can't believe that I'm learning this about <laughs> yeah. you right now. Yeah. And, and like that whole honeymoon was almost like Marissa breaking me into the concept of walking. By the end, I think I loved it. By the end, I loved it. Like she had this, she called it weaving. Like, you know, in, in European cities, it's like there's all these cute and quaint little alleys and stuff. And I'm like, and Marissa's like, we're going to weave today. And I'm like, by the end, I was like, this is so fun. Like we're just exploring and seeing where our walk takes us. And but at the beginning, it was very utilitarian to me. I was like, we got to go to the Louvre. Let's get in a taxi. Marissa was like, absolutely not. And it, and there, this was the sort of energy of our honeymoon was like Marissa had already lived in Europe for a year. Mm-hmm. So I was in way over my head. I'd never been to Europe. So it wasn't it wasn't very romantic in the sense that like it was like she was teaching me. So that I always like, felt like a little kid. That is like really funny yeah. to me for some reason. I know it was, it was mostly sad for me. I mean, we were just talking about this with my kids the other night. It's like, I'm not joking. And this is where I think my wing four comes in. But like, 
no shame, the first night in Paris, I was laying on the main center bridge sobbing, like laying. And Marissa's like looking around and I'm just like in so much pain. I'm like, the world needs to see this. <laughs> and just like, I'm not talking about like sad, like tears. I'm like talking about like, oh, <laughs> like crying. <laughs> I know. I hear, I hear about this often just because I feel like it is such a big, it's a big moment, a big moment. Mm hmm. That is a big and I say it sometimes, do. and I'm like, am I re? Am I like overselling this story? It, was it that dramatic? I was like, yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was crazy. I didn't know what was happening. Um, but yeah, oh, I have more to say about walks, but that's a preliminary thoughts. I, I, I guess my to sum that up is like, I love walking now. Yeah. But for that, the longest time, I thought it was like I, I would say the, the I would say silly, stupid, waste of time, dumb. Uh, irrational nonsense. That is don't so do it. Funny. Yeah. Why would anybody walk? <laughs> ride your bike. <laughs> <laughs> you better get your bike. I mean, even this vacation spot I went to in Sun River, it's in Oregon. It's like a little resort. It's like I, I'm just thinking about now as an adult, like across the way, probably mm -hmm. like 200 yards from our condo, mm -hmm. is the village. And you would ride your bike. Yeah, you could walk right across the main road and get to the village. And it's like, never. You're going to ride your bike. <laughs> would you ever walk with your family? No, 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 no. I mean, I like sorry, family. that's fam part of it. I feel like that's part of it. Probably, yeah, yeah. No, we're not walking. We're biking. You wouldn't, like, go on a walk with your mom or your dad? No. Or your siblings? Nope. Hmm. We had a dog. I, I don't remember walking my dog. I think my dog oh. went on walks with my mom with her m mom friends. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Mine's, I feel like I have a very different... Walk like, thoughts. Walk thoughts. Slash mild journey. <laughs> no, these aren't journeys. I won't... Be, I won't... I gotta stop uh, Stop it from being a journey. I started walking when I was nine months old. I know. I would legit do it. I started walking when I was seven months <laughs> oh, old. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was part of your cahoot. <laughs> um, but it's like, just from a perspective-wise, like, opposite of you. Like, walks were... They seemed very special, hmm. and what is what was the word that you used when you first began? Walking. Yeah. Crazy, silly. No. Cheesy, scandalous. No, no. Waste. What? It's waste. No, it wasn't that word. Dang, it's okay. Like irrational. Uh, no, it wasn't irrational. <laughs> <laughs> like, something like that. Something like that. Like for me, walks always felt really important. Like, they always felt like they were, nope. like, one of the best things you could do. And I think it's interesting. Like, I had this lore of, like, when I was born, like, it was a rainy night. Mm. And my parents went on a walk hmm. when my mom was in labor with me. And then she, like, came back and took a shower and was, like, my, like, it was, like, very chill. A, my mom's labor with me. And B, like, what? It just makes me think about Enneagram 9s. I wonder if there's a connection there. Because Marissa wake me, woke me up at, like, 3 in the morning. And she was like, you know, all the all the movies are like, get the car. Yeah, she right. was like, she's like, hey, wake up. And I was like, what's up? She's like, my water broke. It's time to go to the hospital. And I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, we should get in the car. You know, like super chill. I was like, like oh, is this happening? Yeah. No, for my parents, it was like, I think they went on a rainy walk. My mom's water broke, I'm assuming. And then she like came home, took a shower, and they went. And it's like... <laughs> Okay, what? here we go. Um, Calm. But 
so it was like, oh, there's always that story. And then rainy night walks was a thing that I would do with my dad. Mm. Like, if it was really raining hard, I would go on a walk with my dad and we'd get, like, drenched. And it was like, wow. oh, we go on this walk. And then my dad also walked. Okay, so see, we were talking earlier today about this word romantic, which it yeah. doesn't apply to, like, whatever. Really, like, like a, that's romantic. That's romantic. That me and my dad would yeah, go, yeah. go on those walks. A rainy oh, for walk, sure. yeah. And then... My dad also walked to work. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like my dad, you know, growing up was my hero as this, you know, kid. And it's like he walked to work every day. And it was like a three-mile walk. Not far, but like still that was like a part of his routine. And it was like very valued. Hmm. And I always was like low-key to people like, oh, your dad drives or your parents drive to work. Might have walks to work, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I lived, I grew up in Gold River, Gold Gold, River, California, which is like this very particular suburban neighborhood that has, it's like beautifully manicured built, like very cute and like walking trails between all the quote-unquote villages where your houses are. (laughs) So it's like the whole world like my tiny little ecosystem like everyone was walking mm-hmm. like walking was kind of part of it and yeah biking and skating and things like that but it wasn't I never thought of walking as like something unimportant I always was like yeah walking walking is like a really good thing yeah um and then okay I'm not doing a journey so not and then <laughs> <laughs> and then when I turned eight and then when I was in the third grade, and then I think, as a seventh grader. I think those are, like, my initial thoughts, but there's, like, two kind of significant pieces, too, to walking that kind of happened with my dog. So it was, like, I got my dog, Zoe. Do you need to answer nope, that? Nope. Um, <laughs> and I, like, pleaded with my parents to let me get Zoe, and I, like, made a PowerPoint, and I guaranteed that I was going to walk her every day, this dog, and it was, like, I will. And so... I'm like, most kids, when they do that kind of thing, their grownups don't, like, <laughs> hold them accountable, I feel like. I always argued this with my parents. I'm like, nobody else's parents are holding them accountable to this. But it was like, I said I was going to walk Zoe every day. And, like... Oh, yeah. This is this is lore in your family, because I've heard this, too. Like, the expectation was I would find a way to walk Zoe every day. And that's, like, not that big of a deal. But, like... It was, like, my one thing that I always had to do. So mm-hmm. it was, and sometimes I would wait for my dad to come home from work. If he was available, he would walk with me. And so it was, like, sometimes I would walk Zoe on my own, and sometimes I would walk with my dad. And I think both of those were super important parts of, like, becoming who I am. Like, having to walk Zoe by myself, like, in the summertime, it was, like, it gave me something, A, I had to do every day. And, like, I discovered Pandora, on these walks, and I like remember that really well. And uh, like, I mean, it seems so weird to think Pandora is like an old person thing now because I still use Pandora, and everybody's like, "I use Spotify." I'm like, I but but like I love that Pandora mixes it for you. And everybody's like, "But you just choose a playlist on Spotify." But, but I like the spontaneous, nice the like endlessness of Pandora. Yes. It's like a radio. Yes. Um, I don't really listen to it that much anymore, but like, I really remember like walking to me is also kind of where I experienced music. Mm. You know. I had a little iPod Nano, and then I later had... Gosh, the nostalgia. I know, and then I later... An iPod Nano. Yeah. Oh. I remember remember getting it at Christmas, and I remember filling it with songs, and my friend Laura made me 
like I went to her house and she filled it with a bunch of music. I, wa- I, I want to pause for a second. Mm-hmm. What remember? Then, I, then I'd like to pause. What? I just cut you off. You said I remember. Well, it's it's gonna be a lot. So oh, okay. do you need to pause? <sighs> there's a there's a there's a a moment in history that now I need to reflect on briefly. Mm-hmm. We have CD Walkmans, and then we get iPods. And that was a nice season of life. And then we got iPhones. Mm-hmm. And I remember having my phone and my iPod. And it was so funny before the iPhone came out because I would, I would look at friends and I'd be like, I wish I could just mash these things together. Right. And now I don't. Like, the iPod was special. I agree. There's something about it. It's like it's just holding your music. Yeah. It's just got your music. And then the iPod Nano is almost like a playlist in a little cube. It's like no, because it's like you can't really find songs easily you just on play there. It. You're just playing. And the you songs. specifically loaded those songs intentionally. Yeah. yeah. And it's not connected to the internet. No. It has just has your songs. No, on. I know. It's like it's. So now Sorry, I'll go everybody. back to my story. Yeah, walking. <laughs> As, as we're saying, it's like I have such warm... There's a strip just like of where I'm walking that's like I'm almost there talking about it, mm. you know? Like I remember going to Laura's house, getting my CD filled up. Love Today by uh, Mika, Micah, the song I put on a mix recently. Um, that was on there. This song by Manchester Orchestra was on there that mm-hmm. I like. It still is so profound to me. Classic. And I remember just... Not wanting to make it, like, wanting to walk so slow. Because it was like, I just get to listen to this oh, as I'm walking. Oh, yes. You now know? You something and, like, me, yeah. being, I think it, walking was a place to be by myself, almost. Hmm. And then once I started walking Zoe, I kind of had this relationship where I'd kind of resent that I had to go do it. But then once I was walking, was so grateful for it. And as I reflect back, it was like, that was some of the best times of being with myself. And I still feel that way around walking. You know, that's like one of my favorite spaces to be in. And then on this other side, sometimes I would wait for my dad to come home for work and we would go on a walk at night. And sometimes I wouldn't want to. Sometimes you're like, it's fine, dad. Can you just walk? So I don't want to. And like, but it became, it was like a significant thing in our relationship and was like there for all of high school for hmm. me, you know, hmm. like I could always count on that. And like, I often know I would start out kind of like, this is like such a classic teenage energy, but like not wanting to talk and not wanting to say anything. But then by the end, it's like, oh, it was nice that I talked to my dad about lots of things and like. That's really good for me because everybody knows I have a 14-year-old daughter. Well, maybe everybody doesn't know that, but uh, I do have a 14-year-old daughter. And, like, our walks do start off tumultuous. Yeah, yeah. And they end so sweetly. Yeah, no, that's almost how it always was. And it's, like, I I feel really grateful for that space, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was, like, it meant a lot to both my dad and I. Like, Mm. I know that. I think that there's a like a large part of him that misses them, mm. and there's probably a part of me that misses that too. I don't know that that's like so significant. So I've always kind of had like a really fond relationship to walking. Like I've, I can't think of a time where I'm like dreading it, you know, mm-hmm. and dreading a walk, like or just like thinking walking is like like an inconvenience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I've always saw walking as not being a means to get to the place you're going. Yeah. You know, like walking could just be for walking's sake. Yep. And I think that's an interesting thing. It seems like for you, it was like just to get somewhere. 
for a I, long time. I don't time. know. I don't know why it was that either. It's so interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know what I, I can't I, I can't even begin at this point to really pinpoint why it was that way. I mean, I do think there is some energy around like the adults in your life are always trying to find you some transportation. It's like get him on the bus, get him a bike, get yeah. him. I mean, for me, rollerblades, get him a skateboard. Like, don't don't allow kids to walk, you know, <laughs> and then and then there's also like That's there, so honestly, funny. like even as we're going back now too, like. There was an there was an anxiety even in my neighborhood about growing up about like, like, you know, pedophiles or something like you're gonna get picked up so you felt safer on a bike, you know it's like yeah. don't be caught walking yeah out in the neighborhood yeah as as safe as my neighborhood was my I took you to my neighborhood recently it's like the most harmless neighborhood but it's like yeah I don't know walking was I don't feel the same way I love walking now but like growing up it was like yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it. I don't know what that is. I can 100 percent relate to like, for sure, feeling like scared. Like I wouldn't even in my like safest of neighborhoods didn't like want to walk alone at night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's so funny. But now you're like I feel like have such a different energy around it. Well, I honestly think that was like that Paris strip was like breaking me into walking, and um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, love that we're talking about walking. I know, I know, I know, I know. So now, I mean, part of what, like, I, now let's just go back and forth. Because this isn't journeys, but, like, now I'll just give a little, uh, now I'll give, like, an update on where I am what, Like, what does walking mean to you now? Yeah, so now I've been married 19 years. And <sighs> I think what we're going to get into, and I don't know if we're part partly, like, providing cathartic thoughts for people and maybe some sort of potential advice. But like, um, I mean, walking for my wife, Marissa and me has been the most intimate thing. Like, um, when we're traveling, the first thing we do is find a walk, you know, um, I think similar to tonight, like we've learned through a lot of practice that if we're arguing, the best thing to do is go on a walk. Mm-hmm. And I do think like, if we're just going to get a little bit into walking, it's like, <laughs> we're going to get a little bit into walking. I think, and Marissa will say this very aggressively, like you feel more free. You don't feel trapped. There's so much more space around yeah. you and you're moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes when Marissa and I are arguing, she'll say she feels trapped hmm. and she feels like, it sounds like a scared little animal in a corner. Like, you know this about me and I guess probably people listening mostly know this about me. Like if we're, if I'm getting into an argument, I'm probably getting pretty excited. And so like my energy is going up and I am not even angry, but sort of like pumped for the intimacy and the curiosity being told and the truth. And, and Marissa is getting more and more scared. And so I bring an energy where I think in a closed space, like worst case scenario is like a car. Like there's been times where we've been stuck in a car where it's been like a bad fight. But like if we're at our best, we'll be like, we should we should go on a walk. Yeah. And then nine out of ten times it's solved. You know? Yeah. Well, so, I feel like there's something about the walking and the like I think there's something with the not having to be sitting directly and making that eye contact too. Mm-hmm. Like there's something that you're also doing. True true while you're while you're walking and you can kind of have like there is this less like 
direct need to be like so looking into each other and like having that bodies directed at one another. Like even just the like the body language of walking side by side with someone, yes. I feel like shifts the dynamic of the whole conversation. Yes. I'm saying it. You're saying exactly. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we tell people like in marriage counseling or I mean, I've, I've, I think I've performed about 10 marriages and we do some like marriage counseling beforehand. But like if you're having a problem, like the best thing you can do is not like fight each other about this problem, but like view it as something that's on the table that you're both working together to solve. Yeah. Not like something that you're combating each other over. Um, so you're like on the same team. You're like, we're, we're going to solve this together. Look at this weird problem. Um, and walking feels that way. Mm-hmm. We're side by side. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not facing you and fighting you. We're not. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not me against you. Yeah. And, and it kind of, moving. you're like back into the world almost mm-hmm. too, when you're walking and you're True. outside, you're outside with nature. You're like, you're kind of pulled out of that, your scenario almost. Yes. It no, if you're feeling groggy, mm-hmm. you know, it's like getting the blood moving. We're saying obvious things, but it's like we don't obviously <laughs> think about this stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think obviously, like, too, I think back to, like, the Paris thing, it was like there's this thing about I think Europeans in general and maybe other cultures, obviously, like, we have some sort of obsession with Europe, but, like, um, walk more. Mm-hmm. And Americans love their cars, and that's also a... Uh, that's also a stereotype. There's exceptions to all these things, but I'm just saying like, I guess speaking for myself, the way I grew up obviously had uh, an aversion to walking and um, it, it could also be like a city thing. Even though you grew up in the suburbs, you walked though. So yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, cause now I don't have a car mm-hmm. and I haven't had a car for three years now, two years now. I don't know how long. And I, like, am so happy to not have a car. It's, like, the best thing ever. I love that I walk almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. I walk to work. And I, that's interesting. I'm, like, proud to walk to work. And I like that. Yeah, you I, have a really idyllic setup right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, how how far would you say your work is from your house? Oh, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, like, it, I, <laughs> it's like a seven-minute walk. Yeah. It's so. It's really cool. It's so close. Yeah. So, it's, like, I'm not walking far. Yeah. Um. But now I have to walk to get groceries, especially Mm -hmm. with COVID. Like there's literally, I literally can only walk. The only time that I can go anywhere besides walking is if you give me a ride. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's no other way to get places, but I like that. I don't feel constrained by that really at all. I'm like, yep. If I can't walk there, I guess I can't go there. I got to stay home. I just get to walk places. And I, I really love having somewhere to go that's far away. Like I like having to go walk to Fred Meyer and it's a two and a half mile walk, you know? And it's like, that's a nice space for me. I'm happy to have that long travel time. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes almost driving or getting places fast. I don't know. I feel like we're maybe missing something, you know? Yeah. It makes me think back on my life and I'm like, well, what am I in a rush to? Right. Can I walk? It's like, we can just walk and there's something happening in that kind of space of it slows you down. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that it's, I'm like, again, I, this topic is so random for us, but I'm really like, I love walking. (laughs) I like, I don't know where my mental health would be without it. 
Honestly, I think I think probably we would have found if we researched this week that it's actually very good for your mental health. Yeah, it's like it's kind of Go one on of walk. the Drink it's kind of water. one of the most helpful things for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I do know that about me. And mm-hmm. it's something I like have to cultivate. And I think COVID has been especially like particularly like I think we've all seen the need for it. I mean, we all need to get out of our houses. But it's like I was saying this to you earlier on this walk, but like I've built this habit of like every once in a while getting myself Chipotle and I have to walk. It's only like two and a half miles, but it's like there and back and I'm just getting Chipotle for myself. And those walks feel so significant to me. It's like there's something about that space where I'm like, I'm so by myself and I feel like I've just like, also for me, I think I, if I think about a certain thing on like, a particular walk path, I'll often think of that same thing hmm. each yes. time. That is a very Macy thing. <laughs> and I think I'm learning from it. Like, I, I you, know. Only you do that. You go, there's where that happened. There's where that happened. There's where I had that thought. There's that thing. I'm like, wow. And then I re-remember having that thought. And then, <laughs> I'm, and then I'm here at this place again, but I'm having these thoughts about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. there is something about having, I like having places that I've traveled and walked hmm. and been to these like pieces of the walk. It's, they're very nostalgic for me. Walking is one of the most nostalgic things to me too. It is, I think also so romantic. I think that is a good word for it. Yeah. We'll get to our walk soon, but it seems like that plays a little bit like the idea of walking for me is, with you is a very, very profound thing. Like, but, like, I feel like you have more attached to certain locations and spots than I do. I'm like, yeah, no, this is a nostalgic spot, obviously. But, like, I, I don't know. It's We're obviously different people, so it's different. I feel like you experience it differently than I do. Yeah, I think that's true, and we'll get into it. But I, like, the other day was thinking about I was like, we almost always talk about the same kind of thing at this one spot. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. It's, like, at this one spot, it's, like, low-key almost always having me having thoughts about, like, relationships it's like almost always (laughs) yeah well do you want to say anything am i cutting you off no okay so uh, what well let's say we can probably move on to the next section soon well i don't think we're gonna i think we're gonna roll in it's solved by walking into this perfect i love that i love that okay (laughs) (laughs) so so uh, try to think about your favorite walks Mm -hmm. because you're talking about these rain walks Mm -hmm. um I I have you know I'm I'm 15 years older than Macy everybody so like I've been on like these vacations essentially with my wife where it's like we find a walk mm-hmm. I mean I was just like the most recent one was we went to Ireland together and we walked just with no GPS or no plan along the Irish Sea the whole day and yeah. it rained on us we were filled with mud but one of the best walks of my life and it was just so sweet and it's just like you it's it also feels like an adventure and you're exploring and you're moving and you're thinking mm-hmm. and talking and meandering mm-hmm. but um i'm just going to say for me personally there's there's a walk that's a massive standout that i've tried to explain to people and i think it's just got to be a thing between me and myself and you're going to try to explain it right I'll now i'll try but like i know everybody's going to be like sure it sounds like a nice walk that's uh, that's everybody's response like i can tell I'm a, I mean, I've probably explained this walk to 
people 20 to 30 different times. And oh, I, and I, I, and I haven't gotten this yet? I think you have. Okay. And, and, and I don't think you've had a bad response. I'm just saying I, I can tell just it was a transcendent moment to me that can never be conveyed through words, honestly. Hmm. You know, and um, man, I'm almost thinking of playing a song for Macy here. Because I already know a song that would be like the, the, the exact ultimate. right vibe, yeah. That's it. That's it. A hundred percent. Okay. So I'll play a song here for, I'll put it in the podcast so you can try to picture yourself on the walk with me. But like, there's something about like talking to Macy and I, we're all so different. We're all so different, but there is just something about your twenties that's so special Mm -hmm. and you can move on and you can be like, now I'm 40, now I'm 50. And and also I think there's something really special about recovering things. There's something special about recovering when you're five or 10 or 15. And Everything at that season felt so new. I felt like I was discovering everything for the first time. And so I remember like, I mean, honestly, as I'm saying, this was probably my best walk of my life. Wow. I This is exciting. hard to even think of anything that would come close. Um, so first of all, this is two prong. Like, first of all, I was still coming into my own for my own music taste. Mm-hmm. Probably I w- listened to this very weird mashup of like, gangster rap and Christian evangelical music. You know, it's like there was really not much in between. I didn't really listen to rock or country or anything. No genres I was very aware of. So Sufjan was sort of this new thing for me that was like quasi-Christian, quasi-folk, quasi-like profound lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like the lyrics were not in your face bashing your head with Christianity. And this this album... I already known about um, Come On and Feel the Illinois. So that's the album I got introduced, which is later. But mm-hmm. people are like, you should go back and listen to Seven Swans. So it was on my radar. So I'm at my job, okay. which was at that time about two miles from my house. And I work at a church, worked at a church, and it, and it, and it poured snow. Hmm. And watching it from my office. And I'm just like, this is cool, and I'm not worried. Like, there's no emergency. I could walk if I needed to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, racing home. Yeah. But by the time I go home, it's dumped snow. Dumped. And it's probably, like, 4 o'clock. And I'm like, I think it's time to listen to Seven Swans by Sufjan Stevens. And I'm going to walk home. And I really, there was no rush I think mm-hmm. I was like leaving work early. So it's like in those early days when you have kids, like young kids, it's like you got to get home to help with bedtime. That was yeah. the big thing. Like don't, don't leave Marissa hanging with bedtime responsibilities. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that was like when you felt like a bad dad, bad dad. And you know, so it's like kids go to bed at like seven. So I'm like, okay, it's four. It's okay if I miss dinner, maybe like, so I just had this like epic long meandering like walk around queen anne but this is the key snow fresh fallen snow soft with this whole album mm-hmm. and alleys hmm. i had not really you like alleys yeah and that was the time like i had not really paid attention to alleys hmm. and at that time i was just like the magic of these alleys where it's like they're barren and and sort of intimate. And you're seeing the backyard of all these like fancy Queen Anne homes. You're like, everybody's real. And this is all so new and it's the soft. Trash fr- is out here. Yeah. And it's fresh fallen snow and soft yeah. and trash and basketball hoops. And, and like, what is, what is a neighborhood? <laughs> I just remember like, it felt like I was, I was 
no substances at all. There was no <laughs> alcohol. I just felt like in a different dimension. I mm. was my body, my whole body was on fire. Mm. And so this this is a song. Here we go. Like, this album, so importantly, uh, this this album was the thing that was essential to this walk. You picture walking in the snow with this. Queen in snow. Mm-hmm. It's like the best. Thank you. 
just say this. So I, I just think I, it already, it already gets me back in that headspace. Like to me, it felt like revelation. Yeah. Like I had, it was, it was one part walk. It was one part snow. It was one part. You said there's nothing better than like being on a walk, listening to some good music within your headphones all by yourself. It's like, and I don't think I knew that until that moment. I don't think I'd mm, really done that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was like so many big, it was a Sufjan experience, a snow experience, a walk experience, a walk and headphones experience. I was yeah. just like, yeah. and I just kept finding myself like, I guess I didn't really say this, but I kept finding myself like, instead of walking straight home, I kept going up and down alleys. You're like, I just want to stay in this yeah. space. Oh yeah. yeah. I a hundred percent relate <laughs> and feel that it's the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, this is probably like one of my biggest pastimes. It's just <laughs> going on a walk and listening to music. Yeah. Okay. okay, we everybody, um, we have a real live walker here with us, folks. We do a real life walker. Maddie Lauder <laughs> left the house when we started this recording to go on a walk, and he's back to report about the walk. How are you feeling, Maddie? I'm feeling good. We asked Maddie to do a mental check from before the walk and after the check, the walk, and um, what was it like before and after? I guess. Before, I was, like, kind of coming down from, like, feeling weird and, like, a little anxious, but also just weird after dinner. Um, and then I was, like, I was like chilling out um, a little bit after that, and that's when I started going on the walk. I was hoping to, like, get a little tired so I can go to sleep. I was trying to, like, process the day and leave it behind. Mm. Um, yeah, did you listen to music? Or yeah, you- I listened to music beforehand. There's this one song called uh, I'm Right, You're Wrong. (laughs) It's like a new song from this TikTok artist. And it's like about a conversation he had with his dad that left him feeling just like, I'm right, you're wrong. You left, you're wrong. We don't have to talk this long is like the refrain. (laughs) And I'm I'm living for that song And you ate that song up. Yeah. Um, so I listened to that like on repeat a couple of times, and then I've been loving like like pop R and B songs that like are slowed down and have reverb added to them. Hmm. It's like a hmm. really good mood, like hip hop too, and just normal pop. Um, so I listened to a bunch of those. That'll chill you out. Yeah, I was like getting chilled out. I climbed a tree. Nice. Um, it took Did you a go to the canal? Yeah, I went down to the canal. Okay. And climbing the tree was like a good like physical exertion. And then I laid at the like in the tree at the top for a little bit and then I went back down. And now I'm here and I'm feeling I think good. Like I am a little tired. I am ready to go to bed. Feeling I feel chilled like, out. I feel like you're really naming it. Like a walk you kind of feel I feel like on a walk you feel significant in the world it's like going on a walk by yourself it's like oh you're out there here i am living i'm thinking about living i'm a person in this world i'm on the planet i'm listening to music i'm climbing a tree it's like you feel like a person in a book sometimes right you you feel like the main character yeah you feel like the main character that's it this is also a big thing on tiktok right now is like songs that make you feel like you're the main character or like we're my friends and out here are pretend out here pretending we're the main characters yeah yeah it's a good fuck Frickin' feeling. You can say you can say the F word. <laughs> I was definitely like kind of living it up, like in the music video, like the main character yes. of a teen coming yeah. of age movie. Yeah. There were also like normally I go on walks a little bit later, and so there aren't as many people, and mm-hmm. I didn't have to like. 
it wasn't scary. I just had to like cross the street a few times, yeah. and it was nice to like make eye contact with them, give them the nod or whatever. Like, we'll we'll keep our space. Right. <laughs> um. So that was interesting to see other people doing the I same, doing the exact same thing. I love seeing a person that's obviously like in their headphones and they're living their best life. Yeah. Like when I get off work and I'm in my headphones and I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you're pointing to. I like know that I'm like, sometimes I like really am expressing what I'm listening to, if that yeah. makes sense. Sometimes I a little bit sing along. The last thing I'm going to say before I go is one of the nice things about a walk is that it like kind of artificially, but not really creates like a beginning, middle and end mm-hmm. to your day. Like you've begun a walk and then you end a walk, but you could also make that end for like anything you want, you know, like hmm. you can say like this walk, I'm like thinking about this thing or like this, this walk, like. I'm going to let this play out and then it's going to end at the same time. And when as my you, walk. by the time you end your walk, you can actually do that? Well, you can just get to your brain where you're like, okay, this is like kind of the end. Here's like a pause point. Here's like a, a, a resolution of some sort. Because it like gives that you. That sounds so <laughs> impossible. It the gives you like that. It only that unlocks it all the end more. <laughs> I think that's also true in a way. But in order for to get to another level, it kind of has to leave that other level behind. A little I guess, bit. Matthew. I just like I'm like that. No, that sounds like it would be a good idea. <laughs> Matthew's handed me the mic. <laughs> our special guest, Matthew Lauder. Everybody, thanks, Manny. He's he's our walker. We got it. We got he's a walker. walker. Lane in trees. It'll that's that, I feel like that's going to a seven in health. Lane in trees. That might be whimsical. True. Yeah, that might be some truth there. Um, it is solved by walking. I feel that. that. I Me too. feel that. Uh, it's um, so, everybody. It's some sort of. It's some sort of proverb of some mm-hmm. kind. Every time I looked it up in my research, which I wasn't able to do a lot of tonight, it was about three minutes before this episode started. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, I've heard it in lots of as, yeah, and like devotional. I, know, I said it to you, and I was like, everyone has it as a tattoo. Yeah, like people have this. As we a all tattoo. know people say these things, mm-hmm. and it's like. So, so whatever it means. It does feel like kind of some really significant wisdom. Like, I mean, Matthew was low-key just saying this, of this, like, it's it's a processing place. And, like, for him, it sounds like he's able to, like, end the processing, which I'm like, uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen sometimes. Yeah. But I do think... I can't think of, like, you said your most significant walk, and I don't know if I can think of a significant one single one, but it's like I just look at my life. I feel like you've had more than me, so I can right. I can put it down pretty clearly. Like, it's like they walks for me would be one of the most important points of my life. Hmm. Like, wow. the most things solved on walks. Wow. You know? That and painting. Yeah. You know, I feel like in a way I've I've underestimated. No, it is similar. It Mm -hmm. actually does feel similar. I've underestimated walking. I think I almost take walking for granted. Like it is, I know it is like the best thing for me. Mm. I think of so, I have so many significant walks, like walking to yoga. Mm -hmm. used to always walk to yoga when I could walk to yoga. And then I'd walk back and go to the market and walk along the canal. And I'm like, that was always such a particular space of processing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a Sunday on the way to yoga. What does this mean that I'm going and doing this practice? I'm heading into the space, I'm doing yoga, and then walking back from yoga, and I'm like, I've just been enlightened, and I need to process what I'm enlightening. (laughs) And then, like, (laughs) 
I think of myself in college and this, I think maybe my introverted self and even myself living in a home with people, like walking is the, if I can go on a walk by myself, I can guarantee I'm by myself, Hmm. you know, like, of course there's maybe people walking around, but like it is a safe space to be walking. It feels almost like, and like when you were talking about like having conversations, like arguments, walking even alone provides that openness Ooh, that maybe sitting with wouldn't provide. It's like even with yourself because again Let's get moving. you're surrounded by more air. You maybe see other people. You have to look at new things as you're walking. You're literally having to physically move forward and like take steps. I feel like that's something too is that you're actually like your body is moving forward. Yeah, you're progressing. You're, you're working. There's something being done yeah. in a way. It's complementing what's going on internally, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels it's so, also so big. This feels like the, the I'm like, this is such a Walking no small is everything. Thing. <laughs> it's everything, yeah. No, I mean, maybe we'll do, maybe someday we'll do an episode on running. <laughs> <laughs> we could, because I'd be, be like, I hate running. Because running feels, feel solo running feels like how solo walking probably feels to you. Yeah, probably. I don't do a ton of solo walks. Hmm. But I do a lot of runs. Like I probably run three or four times a week at least. And yeah. I do a lot of long runs. Yeah. Um, and to me it's thinking, but it also somehow is like any buzzing a- anxious energy that I have gets exhausted. It gets hmm. spent. Hmm. And that's a nice feeling too. But yeah. we're not talking about running today. Yeah. No, I think that they're, they're so different to me. Mm-hmm. Like in, there is something about the slowing down of a walk. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just as a side note, I don't I don't like a fast walk. Someone walking fast? Right, which is interesting. That's what's interesting because I have reputation. That's an that's an interesting thing because Marissa, my wife, is a fast walker. Yeah. So I know fast walkers. I'm known in in, in my friend Misty is a fast walker. I'm known for being a slow walker. And I just think you and I have found a pace a that works. Like I, don't, I feel like your pace is my pace. For Matthew, interestingly, and I'd love to go on a walk with Matthew to just test out Matthew's pace. Like my pace for most people is slow, but when I'm with walking with you, I feel like we're at the same pace. And I'm like, this is this is the natural pace of a walk. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's just I've never had to ask you to slow down. I know, and I wonder if in those particular walks I'm walking slower, but huh. I don't I don't know. I feel like that one there was one night where I was kind of just like in a particular mood and was walking fast, and I think it was just cuz I was also a little like anxious, mm-hmm. you know? And that might have been part of it. But my whole thing is like this is, there's a definite definitive difference between me running and me walking. Like I'm You're walking like, I'm not to trying be casual. to go fast. Yeah. 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 This isn't my workout. This is my my leisure, my enjoyment, my pondering. I know. definitely, <laughs> I think it just depends. Like sometimes I can have a little pep in my step for <laughs> sure. I personally, after all our walks, I've not noticed that. I, there's been very few times, if any, where I've had to say, could you please slow down? I don't think you ever have. Yeah. No, there's times with Marissa where I'm like, okay, please. Because I think Marissa really is like, this is my exercise for that. Here I go. Walk, walk, walk. And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to talk. And I can't think clearly when we're zooming ahead like this. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, too, is I don't really consider walking exercise that mm-hmm. much, but it kind of is. Man, 
yeah walking is so big for me the more <laughs> i think about it because i'm like even i know that you're going out of town in like two days and i'm like you asked me if i like would be down and i was like you know honestly it would be nice to have that really long walk to and from work again ah. you know like from your house it oh. was, it's like 25 minutes mm-hmm. As on the way to back one. on the way back it's like uphill mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a mood to be walking <laughs> uphill after work Here for I am. 25 minutes uphill. But I'm like, for a week, it's really nice. Mm. It's really good for me to have that. Mm. That huge, that like larger space between. Everybody listening, it's like the biggest hill you can imagine. Do you <laughs> go up Bertona or third? I go up third. Yeah. yeah. Big hill. Big, big hill. big hill. It is a big hill. Um, okay. It is. Solved by walking. I, would just, by I walking? guess I would say to anybody listening for the sake of like, like encouragement, mm-hmm. if you're not walking, I do think there's some like. In deep, deep human wisdom, spiritual wisdom about spiritual like, wisdom. I mean, walk. I briefly mentioned Trust this it. idea of like labyrinths, and like labyrinths oh, are yeah. so powerful to me. And that is just an expression of it is solved by <laughs> okay. walking in a large way. <laughs> okay. What? If we were doing the Beatrice chestnut thing and say, which top three types like labyrinths the most? <laughs> <laughs> top five. Yeah. Fours like them for yeah. sure the most. Fours and nines maybe? Probably. Um, I, I think love fives labyrinths. are probably in there. You yeah. Know? yeah fours no, probably. are at the top. That's okay. That's This is something else. I don't know if I've said this, but it's like I, act, I do think some of my most spiritual yeah. and mystical and biggest connections with the cosmic energy and life force are walking. Like that is where I that's happening. I agree. Me. Now that I agree now that now that I've changed from when I was growing up and like now also like I, two summers ago, I was in Europe with my family for a summer, three weeks. Macy watched our dog <laughs> and um, it was just so special because like our kids were old enough to now appreciate walking. Yeah. You know, and there were a few hiccups with our daughter but, like, mostly it was, like, yeah. I mean, and sort of, honestly, full circle redemptive because we ended up in Paris. And we're walking from our hotel, which was in the same location mm-hmm. as my honeymoon. And we're walking to the Louvre. And we're doing it with our kids. And they're yeah. great. They're, like, yeah, this is wonderful. And look at all these cool things we're seeing. And you're, like, look how far I've come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at how far I've come with walking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, solve by walking. I mean, I mean that that's that could be a whole other episode, honestly, because it's like it feels really big. Meta meta um, conflicts could be solved by metaphorically walking or literally walking, like pausing, slowing down, taking mm-hmm. the time, listening leisurely, space, all that a walk implies. Yeah, and it's like while moving forward, but it's also again that spacious openness. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I think it's like this idea of. Stay here, Ruben. Oh, yeah, Ruben, you're going to be... You're, you're, you're here down. in like 60 seconds. Okay. You're next. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my thought was, but I agree. I fully agree. It's like this big, larger idea of walking, like walking as a metaphor. It also is solved yeah. by walking. Honestly, I feel like that as an episode someday, it's solved by walking. Like, it'd be really cool to not only tell our own stories of times where we've been in conflict with ourselves or others mm-hmm. where it's been solved by walking, mm-hmm. but like getting some stories from listeners and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's a really good idea. I mean, I think of, uh, you're just bringing up like, there's so many significant walks and things, but like Camp Casey being out there and going out and walking along the water and listening to Joanna Newsom. Like I have two separate times where it was like, 
is solved by walking. You know, it's like I came back and I'm like. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if it's solved by walking for you, though. Yeah, I don't know if it's I, like I tormented like you by walking. come back and you're like in a daze and you're like, ah, <laughs> I've been out listening to Joanna Newsom. Oh, I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, I don't know. I'm gone. It's like <laughs> I'm I've not here this. right now. <laughs> 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 but it is, though, because it's like three days later. Yeah. I feel the effects of that walk. <laughs> That's it's good. like I have that yeah. piece to go off of. Okay, everybody. That's there are some of our thoughts on walking. We're going to have a ruination next, and then we'll close with our thoughts on walks. I'll do it right now. nostalgia right now uh there's this anime that i used to watch when i was in um when i was in i think in fifth grade but it would be like after school so i would always kind of like i want to get home just in time to watch this uh and it i think this the one that i'm now i'm watching like uh it's called hunter x hunter then the the one that i'm watching now is, is on netflix i think it it was like a re uh reboot uh so this but this was like the older one and i would always be kind of like you know i would be home and like like just like you know i think it's like on channel nine or something (laughs) (laughs) and one of the characters that i used to have uh like this massive like crush on is an assassin and i feel like now is a good time to have like an assassin as a friend (laughs) it's just like or a partner, you know, like it's it's cool, right? You're kind of like protected, and yeah, he's like twelve in that in that, in, but he's also an assassin. Um, he like rips people's hearts out or something. Uh, <laughs> it's a dark. I feel like it, like yeah, and like animes are like dark. I feel like they're not like with Dora the Explorer or something. They're like murdering people right and left. Uh, but it's so good. Uh, it's it's a good thing. It's like soothing my nerves right now, and th- it's so funny because in my in my department there's another. I, I have a friend who's also, she's from Indonesia. Uh, you know, both of us are like stuck here in the summer. We're both international students, and <laughs> I think uh, she's been like, she's watched the whole thing like twice, and. You know, I asked her, "Do you want to? Would you want to like watch an episode?" Just means like I'm ready for a third rewatch, but I think both of us are like are like soothing our freight nerves <laughs> because of like all of that's like happening. It's pretty insane. I was uh, I got an email from my uh, I don't know if you've your listeners have heard, but uh, Trump. Uh, well, it's a Trump and ICE. You know, like the whole thing came out with uh, this. Basically, if you're an if you're an international s- student here, you're 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 al- allowed to only take a, an online class every one online class every semester or quarter. I did it for like one quarter when I was at Seattle Central. It was astronomy. I was I spent a lot of time more than I thought I would blowing up balloons. Um, 
But you know, it and it makes make makes sense then, and also like yeah, like no one wants to take an online course. Like you're, you, you know, you came all the way here, um, but of course because of COVID, right? Everything has been kind of uh, online. So for spring and summer, uh, ice, right? Which is like apparently what I am under, <laughs> is kind of like. Uh, but basically, you know, the they they're okay. There was an exemption. You can take online classes, right? Which is not even like we want to take online classes. Like everything is online, yeah. right? And they are like skate, like they're not doing that anymore in the, in the fall. I think they're saying that if you are, you can only it, it reverts back to the original. You can only take one online class if you're an international student. And so this what what this ha- you know what effectively is going to happen is if you're an, a university that is like it's not safe. We're going we're going to go full online. You don't meet up. You don't meet that, that standards, right? So you you know there are grounds now for your deporta- deportation, right? Or um, which and even if you know if you're at a hybrid hybrid school, there are, uh, I think you can kind of uh, you 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 have to take like an in person class, right? Uh, and it's just so weird because like you know out of nowhere like they just came out with that. And I mean, talk, <laughs> and to me, it's always like, like this kind of level of intensity is is new, right? Like it's this kind of like explicit threat mm-hmm. uh, is kind of is kind of new, but also I think uh, there's always kind of like it's it's a, it's not like an entirely novel feeling. Like you're not like oh this. This whole thing has always been like made me feel like, <laughs> like I'm at home, right? <laughs> uh, and I think you know I don't want to speak for like obviously all international students because international students like literally that's just like you know I think the definition is just like someone who's who's not a U.S. citizen studying here. So that's like that's a white net, right? But uh, I know that, uh, but uh, just from my time, you know, my own time as a te- as an instructor. Uh, at UW, like I would interact with kind of like, uh, and also like, you know, you know, even now I'm a student when I was an undergrad, you know, I would interact with all kinds. Um, but, you know, and, but you, you do see some patterns, right? A lot of like international students are, some of them are, uh, I, I don't know, this is a term that was like coined by like, I think some newspapers in the 90s, but it's uh, called parachute children. Do you know what, what they are, what those mm-hmm. are? No, they're not like drop off, dropped off planes. No, parachute children. <laughs> You're a parachute child, aren't you? I'm not a parachute child. Oh. A parachute ch- ch- children is like someone who, be, you know, like the way their parents and you know, quote unquote, invest in them is by sending them off for like a good education, you know, Western education, like early. So, I a lot of my students, for example, it could be as early as like middle school. Like uh, it could be as early as so they can send you out out of the house, um, usually to go to like English speaking countries, right? Um, so like a lot of my students, I would have a lot of students uh, who you know they're uh, they're from for example they're like from China, but they moved here for uh, for high school. Mm-hmm. I had one student who she's uh, she's great, but she. For high school, her parents sent them to this like vegan boarding school, <laughs> in like I don't know, in the middle of California, 
And I mean, you know, I had a, a great time, like just like chatting with her. And I was like, "What did they make you eat?" And she was like, "Oh, those people should not know how to cook." <laughs> I mean, it ended up being, uh, yeah, we had like a lot of, uh, we had a good life over that. But like, you know, like it's uh, that's, uh, I think uh, it's like pretty. You know, there are inter- so international students. Some of them have a, have a long history of moving, of like moving around, right? And, um, or if not, if it's someone like me, like someone who kind of, uh, after high school, went to college, it's like, we've been told like that ingrained, you know, implicitly or explicitly that, you know, like a good quality education, you know, if it's from like Western country, right. It's, it's a good quality education. Right. I mean, you can you can ask me like why did I pick Seattle and I would be like I don't know that's where people are going <laughs> right or like you know like right uh, you know I I used to have some kind of like family here um, so you know that that's also a reason but it's not like oh like I have the super neat I mean my ni- did did my niche interests end up being met like yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'm kind of like, like who would know? I would, you know, uh, ran into all these like faculties or like their students at Seattle. But at first it was just kind of like literally it's just like, I don't know. It's in a Ma- it's in the United States, right? So it's got to be good, mm-hmm. right? And um, and you know, and you know, it's expensive, right? Uh, that's why a lot of uh, s- you know students kind of uh, me went to community college first and although there was like like some kind of perception that international students can be very wealthy that's mm-hmm. definitely not like wrong right uh, but you know if you if you're a part of like UW memes or teens for boundless memes or something but like you know meme groups and like university meme groups yeah like some 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 internationals are obviously wealthy right uh, it's not exp- it's not cheap right but some some international students like my parents like saved up just for my undergrad so like post undergrad like so these past what three four years I've kind of like relied on like uh my TA ship uh and like my scholarship uh some sometimes they're here on like governmental like scholarship where you know they the government pays for your tuition but then you your you have a contract like obligation to work for them for several years that you need to fulfill. So I d- um, it's like all of us have a, like a history of like, even, a, you know, not moving, but also kind of like being told that there are somewhere better than where you are. Right. And that's not necessarily like a true or false question. Right. Uh, you know, it it's not about like where, you know, like, Oh, like back home is always better. Right. Uh, but it's like you have a weird relationship to like your sense of location, right? Because you are always you you cannot take where you are for granted, yeah. right? Uh, I used to hate like the sight of my visa paper, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I couldn't stand it. Like I was, I I used to not know why, right? But I have this like animosity every time I see my like I twenty or like my visa in my passport and. Because now I realize it's because it's a material reminder that, like, whatever you do, right, you are, like, your existence is, like, 
you know, some people are even undocumented, but like even when you're documented, right, your existence is kind of granted to you, right, mm. by like by like a piece of paper, right? And you know, there's no, you know, you can't like go to a, you know, if your visa runs out, you can be like, yeah, but I made good friends. Can I not stay with my friends? They'll be like, fuck no, like you go home, right? So it's like what you do it kind of like doesn't really matter unless I guess you get married, right? So that's it's kind of like this weird, you have a weird relationship to like literally where you stand, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I was talking to a friend too, uh, and it's, we're talking about like uh, how scared we are of airports. Uh, because, you know, we usually are at airports in the context of like big trips moving, right? To this day, I mean, whenever I have to go back to, whenever I'm about to like fly back to Indonesia or fl- uh, fly from Indonesia back here, the first week before, a nervous mess. Mm-hmm. Just like, sometimes I feel like it's like, you know, like you're like in an Emily Bronte novel and there's like, uh, and you're like wasting away from consumption. Your nerves are shot. Like you've been walking around in a, at a moor or something. <laughs> but yeah, you're just like a nervous mess. You're like, you can't sit still. You can't read. You're prone to tears. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's Oh, I thought you were talking about Wuthering Heights. Okay. No, there's a movie. I mean, okay. <laughs> but it's it's this you have Wuthering Heights. Uh I I know it more as the book that uh, Bella Swan read in the clips. Okay. Yeah, like you can, you should cut this out. <laughs> um, yeah, but there is, you know, like it's, it's this sense that, you know, sometimes you walk along, you know, you walk along the streets or like, and you're kind of like, this is, it's almost, it's like, it's not like, do I belong here? Some of it is that, but also like, like the world is so wide and like you get moved around in the world. Mm. And so there's like a little there's like little less stability in like the way you relate. Uh and I think I, I, I talked about this like in this podcast long before, but like naps to me, like sleeping is always kind of like a you know, I can get into a headspace when you're like between sleeping and awake where you're like where am I? <laughs> right. Sometimes it, yeah, it's weird. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I would like wake up and then feel like, okay, I'm coming to in Seattle. And it's like, have I ever lived anywhere else? And you're like, yeah. I, it's like, were those 18 years <laughs> living in a different place real? And it's, it's hard. Like, I feel like whenever I, I'm back in Indonesia, all of you guys are, like, unreal. And it's like, there's no such thing as Macy or Scott. <laughs> there are just, like, texts that would appear on my screen sometimes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I don't know, this, there is, uh, there's, if there's a larger point to be made about this is, I think, um, you really got to, you know, you got to listen to people who's like this is like and you know this is all already like at a very uncertain time right for different different in different ways for different people right some people can weather it out um some people 
don't have that. Uh, and it's, I think, just kind of like, you know, really be conscious of like where y- you can you have clout and influence, and try to kind of try to kind of um, use that, right? Because you know, there are people for whom like it's it's not a thing to take for granted to be able to walk down the street or like to like stand somewhere, right? Uh, I've like it took me like a friend one time who is who literally told me it's like Ruben you are like like you should be here just because you are here mm. right and I think once once people start talking about like who should be here and who shouldn't be here right especially we know that like we kind of like know that who people who don't get to be here are always like a certain groups of people mm-hmm. right like I think, you know, like when I am standing on a piece of land like here in the United in the United States, like it's so easy to look at yourself through the lenses of all like, you know, the immigration department or like through the lenses of your like visa documentations and to kind of like and to forget that like that is so unnatural in a way like. Like I'm just <laughs> like, like the f- the 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 thought that you know someone can be divorced from where they are, right? Is you you got to ask yourself like how did we get to be able to think that in th- in that way, mm-hmm. right? Of course, if like there's a serial killer in your basement, like you're like well I shouldn't you should leave probably, <laughs> uh, unless you have an assassin boyfriend. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. But you should like that you know someone can be kind of like moved around. Yeah. Right? Like someone's like, I'm standing here and it's like you gotta move. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like But I'm here. Yeah, but I'm here. Like I've been here for a long time, <laughs> right? Uh yeah, so it's like it it's, you know, and, you know, you can just, like, cut out someone from, like, a bunch of relationships, and it's, like, it's over, right? You got to ask yourself, right? I mean, you got to do, exert your influence and clout, talk to your representatives, sign petitions or something, right? And tell them, you know, and it's not even just, like, us international students. I feel like international students is, on the one hand, they're easy to see as, like, a not, like, they're not, like, a heroic political subject. Right, because they're they come from different backgrounds, right? Some more privileged, far more privileged than others, right? But they're easy to use as because you know they're like oh diversity inclusion and pays a lot of money, right? So it's it's like sometimes it's like very international students are kind of like have this weird position where they're kind of like it's very easy to speak through them and for institutions to speak through them. Uh, so I'm, you know, on the one hand, of course, I'm glad that all these universities, big universities, are suing the administration over this. But also, sometimes you kind of like, you know, you, you think of like people like you know, undocumented students who who do not deserve less to be where they are. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so that is all for me. That was good. I don't think so. I think that was great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Poems relevant, but I think it's. it's 
a rumination. What do you even say to that? I almost want to. I almost. I almost want to pull it out and post it in another place. In addition, like have this be part Keep of the it episode, in it and then also be like, yeah, Ruben's people need to know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, it's I, I we we're going on to the next segment, but I I want to say like I I have personally this isn't a new concept, but I've been thinking because of like Trump's like Mount Rushmore speech. It's like you have the type of people that are screaming at indigenous folks, go back to where you came from. It's like, what is going on psychologically there? Like what's going on in in the psyche of certain Americans where they're screaming at indigenous people, go back to where you came from. That is a bizarre this this country in so many ways is really messed up. Really fucked up. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> like you should ask yourselves like what like what stands in the way between you and seeing another person being there. It's <laughs> a great way of saying it. Right. Like so you gotta simple. See, you got to see all these laws, all these kind of like you you got to see like you know, the history of all, the, all these laws, all these kind of like, you know, like the creation of like reservations, right? The kind of like, uh, even like the most un, 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 intangible but powerful thing is the idea that land is something that can be fenced up and, and which, you know, is very contrary to like a lot of indigenous philosophies, mm-hmm. right? That land is something you can own mm-hmm. and you can parcel of, right? You know, you got to kind of like ask yourself, like, how did it get to be here? Right. Because it's not it's not always been like this. But we have the Emancipation Proclamation. (laughs) You know, it's it's not always like we fixed it. (laughs) I think if you one of the thing, one of the most interesting things you can read, I think, is like if you can read the history of like how lands became kind of like like they, you know, they had a department to kind of like measure of land and kind of like. Okay, this is going to be a piece of land. Isn't it wild? Right. We're in Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. We are in Washington. Even the idea, like, you know, this even can the idea be, of states is funny. Like, this can be sold for, like, this much, right? It's like, like, it, you know, not, it, it got, we got here somehow. Yeah. Right. And you got to ask yourself, how did we get here? Right. You got to ask yourself, who paid the, the price of us getting here? Right, you gotta ask yourself, like, what what did us getting here do to other people, right? And if you're actually committed to kind of, you know, wherever you you're, you you stand, like, you're committed to kind of like, let's get out of here, then you know, let's get out of here, <laughs> right? Not 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 about kind of like, you know, like, let's get out of here, like, go get on a car, but like, yeah, like, who gives a shit if that person doesn't have papers? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like documentation, right? Like undocumented, documented. Who gives a fuck? Like that person is. It's a human. Like, it's a human. Yeah. Like give them food. Yeah. Like give them shelter. Mm-hmm. Give them education. Let them let them <laughs> like, have let, friends. Yeah, let them have friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let them let them marry someone. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Yeah, or not. Um, a ruination, everybody. A true ruination. I would love to have an episode you know, you of need like. You to marry me ever. Yeah. To stay here. The Ruvination. I would marry you. I want to make a Ruvination greatest hits. I mean, honestly, the, the hardest part, like, we're only, I guess, 109 episodes in, but there honestly is too much content to go back and sift through to find, like, 
the, the best. The Ruination Greatest Hits. That would take so much time. It would, because it's like, where <laughs> do we have it in the episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we come back, we will deep dive our walks, and that'll be the end. That'll be the final. And I think probably like 10 minutes, but we'll do it. with some closing thoughts. What do you want to say about our walks? Okay, well, so we mentioned this at the beginning. Scott and I at the beginning of COVID, I don't, we we were teasing of how it got started. And I don't really know how it got started, although my guess is 100% I know I initiated it. I don't think that's a guess. Yeah, I think you did initiate it. But then I initiated the next, like, 20. And I I think, (laughs) (laughs) and I think we're into walks and friendship now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that honestly is really deep. That's really deep. What? <laughs> Walks really and deep? initiation and friendship. Yeah, Bet- between us or just yeah. in general? No, us and in general, but mostly us. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, we're both withdrawn types. Mm-hmm. And so, strangely. But I'm a little less withdrawn than you. I feel like. Well, I guess it just depends. It depends. It depends on what context. There are differences. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, for whatever reason, you were less withdrawn on this topic. Mm -hmm. And I think that... Maybe maybe, it's because I like walking. Maybe. And maybe in the history of our friendship, (laughs) there's... I mean, everybody, we host a podcast together, but we're still people. (laughs) Like, we're still people navigating a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's complicated. Not Very. complicated in the sense that we're like out here arguing or something like that, but it's like No, this is complicated. It's a real though. relationship. Yeah. That's what that, I'm only saying that because I know there's other podcasts I listen to. I'm like, what do they do? Like even Jad Abumrod and, and Robert Krolich, who hosts Radio Lab, who ended that recently and I, I loved their episode and I, I obsessively posted about it in our stories. For like five hours one I night. remember that. <laughs> I was like obsessed, but I was like it was very nostalgic for me. I don't really know what they do on their free time together. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know about their real relationship. Yeah. And all, all I'm saying is like, Macy and I have a, a three-dimensional relationship. We talk and we live life. It's not like we just hang out while we record the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I definitely was initiating in the sense, A, I wanted to, like, COVID happened. And it was also just a lot of things happening in my life. And... I needed to talk about these things. And so I was like, want to go on a walk? And then we met. We were like, let's... Go on another walk? Like we, we met. Was it the first one? Did we meet at Rogers? I think so. We found a spot that we met, and it just slowly started to become... Like, we did it for a few weeks, and then it became a joke of, like, if I didn't text Scott, then the walk wouldn't happen. And I'm <laughs> like, I wonder if he'll ever once initiate. <laughs> What if that will ever happen? Which is, which is what we're saying. This isn't even about walks, but like that that's breaching a certain level of friendship of like, that's a stage. 
mm-hmm. you know, who's initiating? Mm-hmm. Like for the longest time, like the way I treated our friendship was like, I'm, I'm going to let Macy initiate because my stance is like, I'm the guy that doesn't put any pressure on. I'm right. the guy that has no expectations. I'm here for Macy when Macy is available. Right. And when my initiation is like, hey, if you wanted to go on a walk, I would be down. But it's no worries if you're busy or you can't. Okay. But then we got into this consecutive series of like, and I guess what I'm hoping right now, just in this little ending conversation, is that there's some catharsis. Like people are like, yeah, like essentially COVID has forced us to do new things. Yeah. And this is our personal story, but everybody's got a personal COVID story. Yeah. Yeah. And your furlough has ended, but it's strange to think that we're all still deep into COVID. We are deep into COVID yeah. still. But like y- you had a month of furlough and, and I think it was like, okay, maybe six, seven, eight walks. And then there's, I, I do remember a definitive day where we didn't do a walk. Hmm. And I definitely remember the day. And it was when I took you guys grocery shopping. Hmm. And I remember... Taking you guys grocery shopping as the three of you. Yeah. And I remember the whole time thinking, we didn't walk today. And Macy didn't initiate a walk, but we had been walking like eight times. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, well. Is this over now? Yeah. And I remember taking you guys home from Fred Meyer and I pulled you guys up here. And I said something very jokingly. And now it's like seven. So the day's over. There's no walk at this point. I mean, that's the funny thing is like now we're on the other side of it. It's like at this point on the other side of a new level of our friendship, mostly due to walks. Yeah. No, we're like on a whole new level of friendship. I know. Everybody. I would be like, I, now I feel very comfortable. Like you want to go on a walk tonight? We didn't yeah. do one, you know, yeah. like seven o'clock I'm here at your house. Might as well. And, and I also feel comfortable saying no. Yeah. By the time I remember saying like, I remember saying as you're leaving, like very like sort of passive aggressively sort of confused. Like we didn't do a walk today. And you're like, yep. And you're kind of gathering your groceries. And I was like, was that like a test? And you go, yep. And I was like, whoa, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're like, yeah, are you ever going to initiate? Like, I initiate every day. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And then I think the next day you did. Yeah. And I was like, good job. But then there was was another time that it didn't happen. And I was like, I'm going to write it out, I think. (laughs) Which is sad because I'm like, man, I wanted to go on a walk. But I also don't always want to be the one initiating. But I think that's a stage of a relationship. Well, yeah, because now it's not. That's not really the case. I don't mind anymore. initiating anymore. It's You're funny a to even less say nervous. It. Yeah, it's not nervous. It's not like, nervous. It's also funny because it's like <laughs> I don't want to be a burden. That's we my main thing. I know. I know, and that's my main thing too. It's like I just like I hope you know, and uh, we definitely know this. But it's like you and I both are Walks. are people who. Sometimes someone texting me and asking to do something does feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. Like Same. in general. So it's like I'm Mostly. rejecting that. Mostly. So, so I think that that's like a piece of it is like not wanting to be that for another person. Um, dang, I had a thought in my brain and it left. Oh, I think it's so funny that we're like, it's a, these walks in this time in COVID, it's like, I thought we were good friends before. Like we were good friends. We've been doing the podcast for like two plus years, working together for three years. Like you're like, I was like, Scott and I are so, so close. And now I'm like, it's also, it's funny to think about before this 
the past three or four months now, I guess, that we've had this space because it's like the trust level between us is like night and day difference and just like the friendship level. Um, These walks have been significant that we like joke that they're psychotherapy walks. Like that's the lens in which we're approaching them. It's like we walk in and it's like anything goes. We're going to walk for a long time and we'll pause at lots of places. And it's like, you're, there's no rush to get to any of the thoughts. And I know that. And I, it's like, I know that I could start talking about one thing and we're going to have so much time to meander. It's like the podcast without having to record it and not having the mics there. And that's also really nice. So totally. yeah, I don't know. These are, those are some of my thoughts. Well, I do think our friendship somehow was strangely already in place, but like amplified or uh, accentuated by mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this was a place obviously where people have been able to be w- bear witness to like us bonding over these w- crazy conversations. Right. But like, um, no psychotherapy psychoanalysis. Like, yeah, I think we're, we're almost intentionally creating a space on the walks where we could just like free associate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that was the whole vibe. It's like, there's absolutely no agenda and it's not even like, like, of course, it's like, how was your day? But it's like, there is a very different energy of like, I want to explore this really big thing. <laughs> and like, I'm going to go all in on this really strange, intense thing. Mm-hmm. I hope that's cool. Because like, that's what's happening, you know? No, I know. I I think because of videos, I, I've said this, you know this about me. Like, I think, I think in montages... And I so wish I had montages of the walks hmm. with a song. Yeah. You know, because now it's like endless walks and talks and conversations and significant moments and epiphanies and aha moments and, you know, glances and mm-hmm. non-glances. It's like nice to say something even on a walk where like something huge happens and we're both just looking somewhere else. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... Ah, yeah, it's just nice. I mean, I think you're. I think you're totally right to say that. Like, there's a different type of bonding that happens when you're not on mic. Because, mm-hmm. like, even as we're talking now, we're conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's 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 like hyper nostalgia already. Hyper nostalgia. Yeah. Well, and it's also funny because so I was on furlough and it was like, oh my gosh, we get to like walk every day pretty much and it was like part of my artist's life routine in a way Mm -hmm. it's like I'd wake up and I'd have coffee and I would paint like all morning and then go in an afternoon walk and it was like especially in a COVID time I mean you're the only person I see outside of the people in my home like Mm -hmm. in person now now that I go to work it's a little different but like there's also something so I mean I think COVID really has done this of like for both of us, I think it was like going out and having this space outside of our homes, you know, to like just be out in like outside of like COVID has put us in our homes. Like that's like, we're always there. And it's like, they've provided so much space to be outside of that and be like, okay, I can just like take a break, you know, and like have this other space. And then, yeah, I think it's also like, in the midst of COVID, it's like everything was so uncertain in the beginning and it was really nice having a friend that mm-hmm. I could just talk to, you know, and a friend to know it's like, I'm not alone doing this, you know, and we could be there for each other. And it's like, 
that's so special. We wouldn't have had that time as friends if mm. it weren't for COVID. Mm. And <laughs> classic us got like so, I mean, more me than you. I was like so sad and nostalgic for the last like week before I had to go back to work. It's like the walks are going to end. Like it's going <laughs> to. You know, if we're talking Enneagram, like I just want to say like, I think that's one of the nice things that I've heard through like Beatrice's podcast and, I mean, fives get a bad rap. I think I think fives often come across emotionally unattached because they're almost it's not in touch, but like they they experience their emotions too strongly, hmm. and so they run away. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I mean, you know, the last walk, quote unquote, was also very sad and heavy for me as well. You know, no, no, we like really made it like so we've walked since I went <laughs> back to work, but it was like this is the last one of like the freedom. Like, yes. Yeah. Like I was sad about going back to work. I think we were both sad of like, man, this was every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like this is part of a routine. Yeah. You're talking about your like artist life. But for me, it was like similar. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I mean, it's all simultaneous. It's COVID, but I also have a, new, a job. new job. So this is like walks, jobs, friendship, all the topics that we talk about on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. And I've got a new job where I don't necessarily have a boss telling me exactly how to spend my time. I can basically do whatever I want, which is fabulous. I'd recommend it to people. <laughs> um, and I wake up. I also sleep on the time schedule that I'd like to sleep. So, like, my natural sleep schedule is at about a 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. bedtime. 9 a.m. wake up time. Yeah. It's just natural. That's a great. Yeah. And uh, I kind of wake up. Lately, I've been 30 minutes dream logging. <laughs> um, and then I get up and do some work for three or four hours, have some food. And then it's like around two or three, typically, it's going on a walk with Macy. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect way to break up my day during COVID. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, then, and then it became, it's not just walk with Macy, but it's like, Letting my mind wander. Yeah. Today I'm thinking about this. Wow. Oh. I mean, it's it's almost like the podcast on steroids. I know. It became, the more we did it, the more special they've mm-hmm. become, I feel like, in a way. It's like, I don't know. And I think one day we'll have a podcast on relational anarchy. Or just, t- we were thinking of relationships as tonight's podcast episode. But I do think it's like, this is the intimacy and the beauty of it is so special. And it's like, this is, I never thought I'd have a friend like this, you know? And like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm getting so nostalgic about it, but it's like, this, it's like one of the best things that's happened. You know, it's like, they're so sweet and I've learned so much about myself and had so much space to be myself. It's really nice. Um, yeah. Same. Um, I had a thought, but it's disappeared. Oh, I just think it's funny that on our last, our quote unquote last walk, it was like, I remember being so, so emo and so, so ridiculous about it. And like, I don't know what my thought is. What? I'm getting too emotional. (laughs) What were you going to say? I don't even know. Try to follow your thought a little bit. I think it's fun to capture it. Or not fun, but like 
Interesting. Helpful. Last walk, you're getting so emotional. Mm, I don't know. I guess. I mean, we did. We made. We like did it up for mm-hmm. the last walk. Mm-hmm. I remember we really like. We wanted to make sure it was like we went to all the spots mm-hmm. to make sure it was like we did the whole thing and like we had drinks on the walk and I feel like that was kind of fun to like have this like special like commemoration. Mm-hmm. But then it's also funny to me because it's like we still like go on walks and we still kind of do right. our same route. It's like now we've kind of have that rhythm of like, I think it's added like a new thing f- to our friendship too, of knowing we can do that. Like tonight, if four months prior, we wouldn't really have had the tool of like, let's go on a walk. And tonight it was like, Oh yeah, let's go on a walk. We know exactly where we want to go. Hmm. We'll get to go to this spot. It's like, I feel so safe, like at the specific lookout talking about these specific things, you Dang. know? And it's like, I know that we can have that and that like that space exists for us now. And that's an option for us. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You said it. I'm saying it. It's so true. Like I would, I didn't even feel it that way until you said it. Like it's, it's a, such a shorthand. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you were feeling anxious when I showed up and, and you were like, let's go on a walk. And I said, should we drive up? And you're like, yeah. And we just know. And we're like, let's, essentially get to those spots, you know, that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, man. I mean, it's not just about walking, but it's like uh, on a different level. It's like, <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds so silly, but like find your own path, <laughs> find what works for you. <laughs> find some good friends. Yeah. This is the funniest little... We're, like, having a hard time. This is funny for anyone listening. Like, what... I hope I don't know what value this is adding to your life. We didn't get to post heading into this. We didn't get to read listener comments. Like, everybody, tell us what you think about walks. Like, what types of experiences have you had with walks? Uh, it yeah. feels so significant. Like, I bet people... I bet there's people, actually, who can relate to being, like... Well, I'll just say... In closing, in terms of how this relates <laughs> to the wider world, like I have been inspired by our COVID walks mm-hmm. and have made sure there are three other people. Uh, I, there's no problem saying their names, Mark, Sean, and my wife, Marissa, who I've been more intentional now about walks with mm-hmm. because of our walks. I'm like, mm. these are good. This should happen more. I understand that things are solved by walking. Yeah. I should be walking with the people I care about. This is good. Let's walk. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I can bring that into it. And then I can even bring some of the, honestly, like the experimental skills I've learned through our walks. You know, I don't True. know what that means, but like, I just feel like I've picked up on some healthy habits. Hmm. Maybe someday I'll be able to put that in writing or something, hmm. but like, Yeah. It's really interesting thinking of this and thinking of like what I was saying earlier about like going on these walks with my dad. I'm like, I wonder if that's part of why they're so special too. Like, because I know I for sure sometimes show up super, super angsty, like Mm -hmm. probably half Mm -hmm. the time. (laughs) No, I think that's the sweetness of the walk though. It's like you show up angsty and then it's sweet to watch you like settle down as you talk. (laughs) And, And I guess I can have empathy with that because. Talking is what settles me down, too. So. Yeah. Man. Walking, okay. everybody. 
Is this solved by walking? It's solved by walking. Thank you for joining us on our, our... This is the first time we've ever done an episode. We pick, picked the topic on the fly. Never done it. After, like, two and a half years. And Never I think, done it. I think it was uh, pretty good. I think we did a good job. Yeah. I, I think we did pretty good. I think good. we did I a good job. Good. <laughs> okay. Next week is an Enneagram 6, everybody. We have to make sure we get it. We think Enneagram 6. We think. Or just an Enneagram episode. Or just an Enneagram. Okay. Bye. He made some bad investments. Now the counts are overdrawn. I took a walk. Take a walk.